0: I don't know what day it is, I don't know what. Let me just do this, because we're going to call somebody in. Let's do this right now. There we go. Right, ready? Um, are you well? Is everything good? I really hope so. I can hear that. Here we, here we get on the line. He's not answering. Um, so this week, we don't have a guest. Well, <laughs> we don't have a guest with us, but... You're the guest, because we asked you to submit some questions. that could be about anything, and uh, we'll just have a little chat. I just thought it'd be really nice if we um, uh, communicated. Uh, I'm just laughing because it says FaceTime is now unavailable. Basically, I'm calling in Producer Gref, because we're going to have a little chat um, and answer some questions. Because... Um, You know, yeah, you hear my voice uh, most weeks, uh, talking to the guests. But you know, uh, Griff is you know as much a part of this podcast as I am because we started this together. Do you know when we started this? I'll. uh, I'm sure we can go back to it. Somebody uh, has actually raised a question. Uh, About the start of the podcast, I'm trying him again. This is all going so well. None of this is going to be edited, by the way. This is all going in, Griff, so don't even think about doing this.
1: Oh, there he is. How's it going, man?
0: Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm recording, Griff, so uh, I'm having to record you through the phone because I can't plug in my headphones to this phone.
1: So what, sir? Is my voice coming out of the phone rather than into the headphones? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's not coming into my headphones now. It's, co- it's coming out of the phone. Yes, I'm recording it into my Zoom. Right,
1: well that's not going to work, man. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> my bo- my work? voice that I'm recording Why here is also going to be here? on your recording on as well, recording which means well. It'll, sound it'll sound terrible. Oh no! So what you need to do is plug your headphones into your phone, and then you can hear me and just speak into that because I've got a microphone here and. That means I've I've got I'll have to go wireless. Well, I think um, if that's I the only that's option you've got, have you not got the little cable adapter thing? Cable
0: thing? Uh, no, I don't have it.
1: No. no. Well, go wireless, man. Because that. that's a much okay, better. Okay, I'm, I'm going to carry option. on
0: recording. I'm going to. This is this is this is all. Um, I'm not going to say podcast gold because it's not, but it's the the real life mm-hmm. trauma of uh, connecting nowadays. But it's nice to see you. Yeah, you too, dude. Yeah, so you Looking healthy. Yeah. It's um, <laughs> done my haircut. cut. Yeah, nice, man. Yeah, nice, Who did you man. go to? Um, let me go and g- let me find those. Oh, here they are. Right. Okay. Let me come out of this. And... Yeah, you, into... you just want
1: your you voice want into your that. Voice you don't want sound my sound voice through. into that. And I'll, also, I can hear myself back on my headphones, which I don't want to
0: do. Right. We're, we're perfect now. I've got you solo through my ears. Um, now, I'm uh, playing podcast uh roulette because i'm i've got my phone on so anybody could call right at any time okay and i've said this uh when i was trying to record when i was trying to facetime you so if people do call then i think they're just gonna have to come on the podcast and we'll see it's an exciting concept am i gonna be able uh, well, to converse uh, with them as well <laughs> I, uh i don't know i might have uh we'll have to see We'll have to see if we can do that. Not thought of this through, Craig. Well, there's there's too many things to think through nowadays. It's just, I was just reading through some questions um, and I thought I'm going to have to make uh, a phone call uh, with somebody very soon. I thought we could have a a little guest on. Sand? Um, So, as I was saying when I was calling you and I was just saying to everybody listening, of course, there isn't a guest this week, but the guest. Really is the listeners it 's like the listeners' episode because because we 've been a bit barren of of uh, you know producing and putting out the the episodes as we have been every Thursday for you know three years now it 's just been really difficult and I just wanted to explain to everybody listening uh why um, and there 's a few there 's a few reasons why one uh, i 've been very fortunate enough to To be back filming. Um, so that's been difficult, you know, trying to get guests on whilst I've been lucky enough to be working. And then there's also been another thing. I know that this year has been difficult for us all, all around the world. And there's been certain people who have been lined up to come on and I've said, oh, are you ready? Do, do you fancy coming on now? And they've been very honest and they've said, you know what, Craig, I'm... I'm not in the best place to come on and talk, and because people know uh, the, I hate to say concept, because it's not really a concept. It's a, you know, it's yes, it's an interview, but it's a conversation, and it, it does go into some sort of darker places. I think people felt a bit um, fragile and open, and mm. uh, not o- too open to come on. Do you know what I mean? And that's to be understood and and, and respected. And then when I'd booked somebody last week, uh, I was transported back to the joys of... uh, I say joys, uh, of homeschooling for a week, Um, which was uh, trying, to say the least. Uh, But now we're back, and I thought we'd just, you know, we'd touch base with everybody by doing this. Um, So should we start off with, with a with a, a question, Griff. So there's one question uh, about a film that I did a few years ago uh, called Ghosted with Martin Comston. Do we know who that's from? Have we got that there? No, you said you were going to... Uh, I couldn't find it. Don't worry, I'll find that. Um, so I thought what I'd do was uh, go straight to the source and I would make a phone call. So I'm going to do that right now and see if you can stay on the line. What do you think? Cool. I don't think I will be Check. able to, though, will I? I think I will disappear if
1: you FaceTime someone else. Well, if you do... Unless you do it on your laptop. If you do,
0: I'll call you back. buzz me back, yeah. All right. All right, let's go. Let's see if he answers. Oh, it's ringing. It's like those, uh, It's like those Saturday morning kids' programmes when they would call people and they would hope that they would pick up. Hello? Martin Comston. <laughs>
2: Greg Parkinson, how you
0: doing? I'm good, my man. How are you? Not uh, uh, oh, oh bad, not bad. You know, we're just cutting a bit. Um, we, there's a few th- reasons why I'm ringing. Two, uh, obviously, I miss you, and I just wanted to check in and see how you all are.
2: Yeah, yeah, good, man. It's um, so We just came to the end of filming there, and I was in uh, one of those COVID bubbles for three months. Um... Lucky to be at work for sure, but you know, it was a long time away for the family and stuff, so um, it's great just being back together. We had another, um, my second quarantine of this year just with the, the travel, obviously, going across the the wife and that coming this side this time, mm-hmm. which in some ways was good, just in terms of I got more all to myself,
0: yeah, of course. Um,
2: but I, it's, um, it's, it's been interesting, you know, with a young family trying to keep them entertained, but I, great, mate, you know, um. Looking forward to a quiet
0: Christmas. Yeah, how are you keeping Well, up, we're doing all right, we're doing good. I was just explaining to um, the listeners that I was transported back to uh, homeschooling all last week with a nine-and-a-half-year-old, which was, uh, yeah, it, it tested my patience. I've got a full-found new respect for, for, for teachers the once again. What film? <laughs> <laughs> we did the history of Laurel and Hardy. We Char- just went through Charlie Chaplin. It is it, a big film education. What, what more do you
2: need? What more does a nine-year-old
0: need? This is true. This is true. No, I, he was there with the computer, man. I mean, it was full, full on. But um, but this week for the podcast, um, we've asked uh, all the listening community to to send in some questions, and it can be kind of about anything. And one of them that came up was. Uh, about a film that we worked on together called Ghosted. Yeah. Do you remember it? And people were asking about the the memories from it, and I was kind of thinking, was that was that our first film that we worked together on? No, there was no. a second, wasn't it? Was, it?
2: I, I specifically it wasn't because, as I'm sure who asked the questions, we've got a, a pretty graphic scene together in it. Um, oh that's right and i remember that because i was so happy cause i think i was first on it like why auditioned because it was sort of one of the leads mm. um pretty early um and i remember i was terrified that scene then when i knew it was <laughs> I wouldn't say i was excited um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but not, was, not like that it was, because
2: it's because of the content of that scene yeah it was um it was important to be with somebody i trusted yeah, exactly got, i mean i've got to go i mean both of us we've got to go to some Pretty dark places, and mm. uh, and um, and you've got to feel safe to go there because you don't want to be worrying about other things, you know. I just, I, I knew we could trust each other and, and just sort of go with it. But it was it was a mad scene, you know. Um, Craig Viverios, you know, and, and James Friend, who we worked with, two two young lads. No, not anymore, but directors in the DOP who are, are doing brilliant stuff now. But I mean, fair play to them; they just wanted to get a film made. They went out, found this sort of little studio, and that was. The great thing was, if you remember, because we were filming, basically it was on this prison wing, we filmed a lot of it in sequence, which, as an actor, is an absolute blessing.
0: Well, I think you know, we f- I think we filmed it pretty much all in sequence, didn't we?
2: I wasn't it far off? it? And the stories just reveal it. You know exactly where you are when you come in in the morning, you know just what's happened, you know what you're about to do. So from that perspective, I, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. And, I mean, all of us together... Um, was great, you know, and Neil Maskell and John and all that. Mm. It, was, it was definitely an experience. And um, if I remember right, it was a pretty good rap party
0: as well. Um, it, it, yeah, <laughs> it was a good <laughs> rap party. and well, it was a But also, it was, a, yeah, it, it was a little like, sort of, going to boot camp every day because we were in, we were basically in prison. There was no, <laughs> the set was all, that. it was the old, um, for people listening in the UK, there used to be, uh, a, a Sometimes twice weekly police drama called The Bill, which was on ITV, and it was the old it was the old set of the of the Bill. So it was all yeah. those cells that that they sort of transformed. Yeah,
2: not really, I need police dramas to be honest. Nah,
0: really I, I mean I think they're a bit old hat now, aren't they? They're losing <laughs> they're losing it.
2: But we, but we, and me and you as well, we were staying at Art Malik's house. That's what was mad. I think
0: our, Well, that's how a, that's how low budget it was.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, but that again, some ways, always going to work in the morning together, going home together, eating together, having a few scoops at night together. Um, I, it was a mad experience, but I says, I mean, what have we done now together, big man? It's got to be five or six jobs together,
0: yeah. I know, um,
2: but I was, um, it was definitely, it, I t- and I think we went up to Edinburgh as well. I think it did well at Edinburgh Festival, actually. I won.
0: No, I picked up I an, award an award for you.
2: For I, won, I won an award for it uh, at the Trin Film Festival, and it was in one of them bazaars. And you remember um, that absolutely st- stunning actress who was in um, Hot Shots? Yes. Oh my
0: God! What was her name?
2: Aye, I, I mean, but she was also in, she's a fucking brilliant actor. She was in uh, Rain Man.
0: Yes, yes, well.
2: yes, yeah. Yeah, she, I would mean, know one of those bizarre things you turned up because you don't speak the lingo. Then all of a sudden, uh, she's standing up there and you just hear your name. <laughs> oh, what <holy> the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and you just standing there with your arm around you And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Um, but I so had some really good times out
0: of it. No, what it was, it was, a, it was fun, but it was intense. It was an intense shoot because 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 of the low budget nature we had very a short much shorter time to film so we had to get get it done and everybody did the homework but it was full on it was full on and i think there was injuries along the way
2: i aye, aye, i took a hefty in that final scene because we so brilliant john lynch gives me a bit of a, a heavy beating at the end of it um and I'd say it's a spoiler, but I mean it's about ten year old now. But the way what what we'd done was it was we thought we had a really clever camera trick where John, so we do it on one shot where John starts hitting me and I start going down, and then as I hit the floor, I got pulled, I got pulled under the bed, and this sort of punch bag thing got slipped out. Yeah, and when we did it and then at the end of the scene the point, we get switched again and I'm covered in blood and the, there's blood bags attached to the punch bag and John's punching them and it's all flying over him and all worked great. But when we came to do it because that, the, there's a literally a dry rehearsal on the bag with no blood bags. When we did it for real with John's kicking the bag and the the blood, he was basically just kicking that and his feet was just slipping off the bag and, and kicking me in the ribs. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think he cracked my rib.
0: Yeah, he um, did.
2: So it was, it was a bit of a, It was definitely a bit of an experience. <laughs> you just catch this as the pizza's coming. <laughs> 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 Those guys in the door. There you go, baby. You got the tip for the guy. See <laughs> 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 As you say, fine dining always in the constant
0: household. Always. I was talking about you and chicken wings and mayonnaise only, but this morning, my friend.
2: Oh, mate, don't worry. There's a side order of chicken wings.
0: Like of there's always a side of chicken wings. Martin, look, send my love to everybody and, um, and to you, and I will speak to you really soon. Thanks for doing this, man. No bother. All Lots right. of love. Lots of love. All Take next. care, man. Bye. Bye. The lovely, past guest, brilliant human being. Martin Comston there. That's a nice little kickstart, I want it? Right, let's get back to producer Griff and see where he is. How's it going, dude? Griff, just lovely. He just had a lovely little natter with Martin Comston. How's he um, keeping? He's doing good. He, ju- he was just having some uh, pizza and chicken wings delivered to his house. Ever, the food connoisseur. Nice, man. Uh, but he's good. It was good. It was nice to kick off this episode with that. This is all a bit weird. It's all a bit new. Doing it like this, yeah. This is nice. He's a
1: bundle of joy in him, Martin. Like,
0: he, uh... oh, he's just great. Because it's 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 like I think it's nearly a year since we recorded his episode.
1: Yeah, I remember that being festive? You got the vino out, didn't you? We did. We shared a lovely
0: bottle of uh, red wine. Um, Good to see you on the water tonight. Keeping it professional. Uh, it's the end of a long day. This is actually uh, a vodka and tonic. Is it? Yeah. Maniac. Well, let me go and get a beer, then. All right, you go and get a beer. <laughs> and we'll get down to these questions. No, man, let's crack on. All up. right, go on. have got plenty of water. Let's, um, let's kick off, because uh, now, just want to say, f- f- uh, I mean, I'm not speaking for him, but I'm just saying it. Thanks uh, from me and Griff for all the questions, and there was a shit ton. Uh, we're not going to be able to get through them all, but... Uh, obviously, uh, this will go really successfully, and we'll probably do another one because um, it's going so smoothly at the moment. Um, but yeah, honestly, thanks for all the questions. But on a lot of the the DMs and the the emails, um, you've been really vocal about what the podcast means to you, um, and we're really we're both really touched, and it's really lovely. We're not gonna read all all of the um all those lovely pleasantries out because we're not the steve wright show on radio Two. google it kids um but we're we're really grateful and i just want to sort of carpet bomb a massive uh thank you and and lots of love to all of you for, for saying such kind words um about the podcast and what it means to you um yeah it's it's very very touching and i'm not great with compliments uh griff let's go to some questions
1: uh, OK, we've got one from the lovely Sol Tybee, who um,
0: we met in York,
1: didn't we, when we did that we live did. show
0: there? Yeah, that was that was our last live show. Um, a great live show with Art Malik. Yes, we did meet Sol there. Good man. Top dude.
1: Uh, and he has always wanted to ask, is there any aspect about the industry that when you guys were first breaking into it, you thought you wouldn't like, but now you
0: actually love or really like Um... Well, as soon as we're recording a podcast, I think we should discuss podcasting. Um, oh, is that what he means? That industry? I thought he meant acting. Well, he did. I, he, he, I messaged him back today and I said, Oh, did you mean podcasting or acting? And he said, I meant both. And I said, Well, we'll, we'll see. Right. We'll see what I can answer because we've got a fair few to get through. Um, but I'll start with podcasting because I haven't been doing it for 20 years. I've been doing it for three. But for me, um, I remember saying to you, Griff, at the time before we'd recorded our first one with Vicky, uh, if you know, if one person listens and they enjoy it, I'll be I'll be really happy. But for me, it was about um, learning how because I'd been listening as an an actor and you know speaking other people's words for so many years. This is completely different skill altogether. So I wanted to you know, I hit forty and went, I wanna learn more. I want knowledge. I want I want it all. Um, so it was just about learning how to how to be an interviewer and how to listen. So I was always very nervous about that. And I think and I've said this loads on I said this loads on much earlier episodes of the podcast that oh it's it's not an interview, it's just a conversation and And I know why I was doing that. I think, I don't think I know. I was um, nervous about saying it was an interview because I didn't feel that I could legitimately consider myself an interviewer at all because Mm -hmm. that takes a long time. If you look at the list of, you you know, look at the great interviewers of the past like who am I to sort of call myself? I just felt like I was being slightly a, f- a fraud by doing that. But the thing is,
1: now after and th- yeah, then you have to consider things like journalistic integrity and
0: doing research and stuff like that. Well, exactly, so but it's that's quite. A, it, it's, but that's a different form of, of interview. And I think this. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. what what we do now on this podcast, I I do consider myself. An interviewer. It's just, yeah, yeah, I guess. it's just, it's, it's long form conversations that aren't your journalistic, um you know, your bog standard sort of Q mm. and A stuff. And sorry, that sounds derogatory. Uh, derogatory. I'm not saying it is. It's just that that's a different form of interviewing. So um that's what I was. I mean, I mean
1: you've ne- never been out. You've go- never been out for the scoop, have you? Do you know what I mean? Like, you've never been out for the the salacious tidbits that will sell a newspaper or a magazine no. and I guess calling it a conversation rather than an interview frames it in in a kindlier manner, do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: but I think all um I think all great interviews are conversations. Yeah. I I really, really. I think
1: do. People, some people need grilling, don't they? Some people need taking to task on certain things and issues bringing up, but it won't
0: work on what we've got here. Like. Absolutely, but I think that there's certainly a way that you can do it in a conversation, because even, I'll tell you what, going back to the Nicole Kidman episode, yeah. um, I had to, because I knew I had a limited amount of time, even though I got more mm. than any other journalist at that um, Zoom junket, Um I had to make I, I knew where I wanted to lead the conversation, but I was very wary of it was, you know, it was early in the morning for me. I know that she'd been filming, so what mood was she in? And stupidly, the night before I read quite a recent interview with her in the New York Times. Yeah. And this New York Times journalist was quite shitty and quite prickly, right. and he would say things. He would he would come back uh, with answers, uh, and she, and he would say, uh, "Oh, sorry, did that upset you? Did, did, was me, me asking that? Did that upset you?" And it's like you don't have to be that sort of provocative. And she was she handled it brilliantly. But I thought, oh God, what if she thinks? I'm sort of digging around in her past and her history, and she might be a bit guarded. But you know, obviously, it turns out um, she was just great. Well, you're a natural empath, Craig. You bring that side
1: out of people. So It's uh, one of your skills as a human, which transfers well into the
0: podcasting world. I think. Well, I do. You know, you know, I try my best. Um, what about you, Griff? Because it was it was quite early for you um, podcasting as well when we started this. Wasn't yeah, I,
1: I mean. I think, so. if he is asking about the podcast industry there, like... No, he is. He's a lot smaller then than it is now. I mean, we, were, we weren't early adopters by any, a long shot, you know. We mm-hmm. were both podcast listeners for many years before that, but it's kind of blown up a bit now. But I think most people that are involved in it that I've ever met in person or had any interaction with are all lovely people. Yeah. They're all nerds. They're all absolute nerds because, like podcasting because it's so niche or you can really follow your particular passion i think it encourages people that are like super geeky about one subject you know like football nerds do football podcasts and like um you know gaming nerds do gaming podcasts yeah. and i always get on with them kind of people people that are like really into one little weird sector and but they've,
0: also they've got such great passion and there's and once yeah, you yeah. open the door, you go, oh my god! There's hundreds of thousands of people that that think like that and and have and we we all share that passion together. But yeah, I mean, like the events and stuff that get put on. Oh, they're brilliant! Um, they are they are yeah, fantastic. Ace, man.
1: Everyone's just lovely, aren't they?
0: And I don't. I've never felt um, that there's any sort of war. And there's so many podcasts. Like I don't. It's a very welcoming community. Maybe 2021's the year of the podcast beef. Start mudslinging. Oh, look, there's a list of podcasts I could do that with, mate. We should... (laughs) I mean, I'm happy happy to start that if you want. (laughs) I'm joking. We'll cut that out. Don't cut that out. It's fine. Um, Right. (laughs) I think we've answered that. Nice one, Saul. Thanks for getting in touch. Right. um, What's our next question, Grifter? All right. Sounds. So this is from... uh, I don't think we have many
1: people that we call friend of the pods, but Georgina Joelle uh, will stake a very, very uh, strong claim to being the best friend of the pod. She, She's fucking it, amazing. She absolutely she. <laughs> is. Yes. Um, and she says, Craig, what is the best thing you have ever cooked? Um, I know you've you've recently adopted your Instagram as your like show showcase for your own culinary uh, mm.
0: skills, mm. haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm, so, I'm one of those. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what if you have you had for your tea? <laughs> um, I haven't I, I well I haven't had anything yet. Um but I don't know, I'm constantly um excited about food, and anybody that knows me in real life um will know that apart from um talking, podcasting, acting, reading, um food is a massive, massive part of my life. Um instead of telling you about The best thing I've ever cooked. What about telling you the worst thing I ever cooked, which was an absolute disaster? Go on then. That 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 might be better. Um, It was a few years ago at Christmas, and I pride myself in an excellent roast dinner with with all all the trimmings and the gravy is is king, obviously. I've never and cooked one, man. Never done a roast. They always seem like the world's hardest... A fry-up and a roast are like the hardest things in the world because well, there's it, that many elements. It's You've just got to get... It's about timing. You've got to get everything sorted very, very quickly. No, I mean, yeah. not, not too quickly, otherwise. <laughs> hence what I'm about to tell you. Um, but I thought one Christmas I would um, throw or what I've learned out the window and try something new, and I was watching a lot of food programmes, and Jamie Oliver was talking about his way of Christmas. And I was gripped. And I thought, right, well, I'm going to do all these things that Jamie's talking about. He's buying all these chicken wings to to make his gravy. He's smashing these... Spuds down to make the fluffiest, crispiest roast potatoes. He's doing this with a turkey. He's doing this brine thing. Right, okay, that's great. So it was all about the prep, and I was a good two days with the turkey prep. I had a bucket. I got my brine. It was all there. Um, On the day, because I was quite nervous, I thought it would be quite good to just to have a a couple of drinks of wine during the process of making it. Um, And... It, it, it all fell apart it was an absolute disaster nobody could eat the food i was a bit pissed we basically had to redo christmas i i, I basically i ruined christmas i ruined yeah, Christmas. Man, that'll do and, and, and 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 also he ruined christmas so i'm t- if i'm going jamie's coming down with me <laughs> um, and and the red wine. So there's one tip there. If you're going to have a little drink, just have a glass when you're cooking because you need to be on point. Um, I learnt my lesson. Uh, I've never fucked up Christmas dinner again. Yeah, man. I but mean, yeah, it was it was a, a culinary disaster. It's hard, man. It is hard, and I guess
1: you need your wits about you. Don't you? Can't really cook with passion with a roast. It's got to be some cooking that's done by by numbers you need a spreadsheet to cook a roast absolutely do yeah yeah. but Jamie's normally he's normally pretty like laissez-faire with I mean if there's not some like manner of violence towards a potato involved it's not a proper <laughs>
0: Jamie recipe is it <laughs> I don't know, maybe we should ring Gary Usher up and ask him his thoughts on Jamie Oliver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going back to a year, uh, over a year ago now. Um, if you haven't listened back to the great Gary Usher episode, you should do that uh, after you've finished listening to this. That was a banger. It was. <laughs> Now we know that finding and keeping hold of motivation is tough at the best of times, especially this year, let's be honest, right? But I'm going to tell you one thing. I have got involved this year with some personal training and it is the best thing I have done, right? It's going to release all those endorphins that obviously, look, it's great for your body to train. Of course it is. But it's also essential for your mental health. And that's why I got involved with the PT Factory. Now, if you want a chance to have a taster session, one-to-one with a male or female trainer of your choosing who know exactly what they're talking about, go to the theptfactory.co.uk. You fill in the form on the section. Just put in TSP. PT, you're going to get a free taster session. You can sit down, talk about your wants, your needs, your goals. They're going to talk you through because they have all the knowledge to help you achieve what it is that you want. So go to the PT What have you got to lose? Where are we going now, Griff? Who's our next Um, question from? Paul McIntosh. Paul
1: McIntosh has got two. uh, Let's ask the first one first. Since March, it's been noticeable that quite a lot of high-profile performers have moved into podcast land as a way of staying active and staying visible when theatre slash filming, etc. has been shut down. Does that make it harder to book guests or even to attract new listeners when podcast fill has become a bit more saturated? Um...
0: I don't Everyone's know. Everyone's got one man. Everyone's like through, got one through
1: taking a, his first foray into um, podcast land.
0: Like, who, you who, who do does that? Louis Theroux. They're class man. Like he gets sick guests. on I mean. No, he 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 gets great guests. I mean, I know Adam uh, Buxton slightly joked how miffed he was that um, <laughs> <laughs> that Louis Threw had started uh, a podcast. <laughs> Um, which he spoke about through gritted teeth. Um, But, you know, I mean, Jesus, Ramesh Ranganathan's got about five on the bounce at the moment. He's he's done another one, which is very funny, with uh, past guest um, Big Tom Davis. If you haven't heard it, you should definitely go and check it out. It's them just rambling and talking um, and... There's very much the straight man, and I think it's, it's just a very natural conversation, and they can both hold their own, as we all know. And if you haven't listened to Big Tom Davis on um, Two Shot, definitely go and listen to that. He's a great, great guy, big friend of the podcast. Um, has it made it harder to book guests? No, I don't think it has now, because, because we're quite an established podcast in the world... Uh, of, of podcasting. Um, it doesn't make it harder. What's made it harder is this year, if I'm really honest, because there's been times where I haven't felt great. I haven't wanted to record a podcast with anybody um, because I've been feeling slightly brittle. Mm. Um, and as I said before, you know, if people aren't feeling like that, then how can I expect them to come on and Open up and talk about their past with what's going on currently. It's it's a no no, um, but as we know, things you know are hopefully getting better, and I, I'm feeling so much better than I was. Have you been all right this year? I know because this is the first time we haven't seen each other all year, have we? No, no, man, been missing you.
1: Um, and it's not really seeing someone zooming, is it? I'm fucking sick of Zoom, man. Yeah. Like, oh my god, um, it's just not the same, is it? Well, it's, it's not. not the it's, same. it's
0: not the same, and it's also not the same um, conducting a, a conversation, conducting these interviews, or doing a podcast. I, I don't like it. I, I like. You know, which what I've always said. I can read. I read people's face. What I've learned to do is go. Well, oh, am I? Are you letting me in there? Can we? Can we go down this avenue, or are you opening your eyes slightly wider than normal and going, "Let's shut this down now"? And I don't want to discuss this anymore. And it's it, it, yeah. it's it is slightly harder, and it's just it's it's not very human, and it's slightly clinical. And I can't wait to get back to even doing a socially distanced walk and talk podcast with some yes. with some mics, which I know we, me and you, are discussing. And there's a, there's a few people, uh, certainly local to me and and you, within um, the north, that we can uh, get together with when we are allowed. Well,
1: we're nearly out of the woods, mate. We'll all have our vaccinations soon, and. Uh... Be back in pubs and that, but in answer to your question, no, I'm not. It's it's not been the best year, has it? No, bored. Like all the things that I like doing that I can't do, take the toll, and it's just a bit shit, isn't it? Well, God God knows what it's like if your life was shit to begin with. Like people must be crawling up the walls by now. Um, Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Going on to Georgina because she's top friend family member of the podcast she gets to ask two questions and she wants to ask you a question Griff about do you know what the best climbing wall in Leeds is? Well believe it or not that's a much more political question than it sounds like. Oh go on. Uh, Can you just say for anybody that anybody listening that doesn't know which they probably might not uh, a great passion for you is climbing?
1: Yeah yeah keeps me on the straight and narrow climbing. Keeps me from wasting away into uh, middle age, but um, I've got mates that work for all of them, so I can't tell you which one's best. Variety <laughs> is the spice of life, I'll say. City block, city block, sick. Get down to city block. That's a good one. Um, I think you have to do it in masks these days, but yeah, they'll be opening. I think they might be shut again now. Like it's it's one of the things that's a bit up in the air. Like you know, like when they shut all the gyms and everyone's like, well we need the gyms so we can get an immune system that works and mm. stuff like that. And it's all, you know, in Liverpool, they were uh, fighting the fight saying they needed them. Like climbing walls is the same. So many communities and like friendship groups and stuff are built up around them and people need those spaces and, and they've not been open for a while. So like, you know, we're, we're missing out not only on the the physical exercise, but like, you know, the, the camaraderie and the... Um, yeah, the the families that get built up around there. But yeah. yeah in answer to your question, which I've massively sidetracked from there,
0: uh City City Block's dead dead good, but all the others are sick too. So basically Georgina, City Block, but dip your toe uh into all of them. Griff is basically saying. <laughs> <laughs> um Right, let's have one from Paul Macintosh then.
1: Um oh his second one. Yeah, oh, second I think that's a good one actually. Go on. Um this one is a bit more downright gossipy. His words, not mine. Go on. Um, have you ever recorded a zinger of an episode and then had the guest come back to you a day or two later saying, fucking hell, I've been thinking about that episode. I can't <laughs> believe I said that. Can you cut it all out, please? <laughs> and suddenly you're left with the best bits taken out.
0: Um. Uh, yes and no. Because for anybody that doesn't know, we... Give all our guests full editorial control over the podcasts, and and pretty much nine times out of ten, nobody um, wants any edits. Um, I'd say ninety nine out of a hundred. To be honest, it's uh, it's a, a
1: it's not a very regular occurrence at all.
0: No, I mean I can only th- yeah I, yeah. I mean the one episode that um, we did record, and it was a live podcast in front of. I'd say a good 90 to 100 people um, that we didn't put out was with uh, Paddy Constantine uh, before a screening of Tyrannosaur, I'm going to say. Was it Tyrannosaur? No, 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 it wasn't. It was, um, what was the boxing film? Oh, my God, my brain's gone. Tony Pitts was in it, Jodie Whittaker. Oh, Funny Cow. no. No, no, no! no. It was the boxing oh, that was film. That was one, so wasn't the it? boxing film that. Anyway, sorry. Do so, we
1: watch it? I don't, no, I don't because, think no, no, it, we, did we? we
0: didn't. We because we had to leg it to the, oh, Br- yeah, the yeah, British yeah, Podcast Awards, <laughs> so we had to jump on the train. Um, but we recorded that with Paddy, and it was just before he was about to go and move to New York to go on Broadway um, to star in uh, the Ferryman. Yeah, we, we we didn't put it out because. Paddy didn't feel in the best place that he wanted it out there, uh, and obviously we had to respect that. But it was a, it was an absolute zinger of an episode, I must say. And Paddy was great, and it was a really lovely conversation. Um, but he did get in touch um, and 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 ask if we could do it again sometime. And I said, well, we can, but we'll have to leave it, you know, a considerable amount of time because otherwise. We'll just be retreading over old ground, and it, it, it's it's kind of not what we're about. But um, I'm sure we'll get back there with him because he's a, you know, not only a brilliant actor but an absolute gentleman. Yeah, that would be sick. I mean, the bits that get cut out in my experience
1: have not been the best bits. Like sometimes people just say a name, and it's just like it's it's irrelevant who who that name is. It doesn't really make any difference to the big story. Mm-hmm. But they just don't want that person to have to deal with the having their name in it or something like that. So yeah. I, I, don't, I never felt like we've lost the um, the filling to the the sandwich, you know. But.
0: Absolutely not. And we, you know, we have to be. We also, you know, we have to be careful because people do divulge some things without mentioning people's names. I'm sure there's times when people can fill in the blanks, and it's like, well, I don't really want a lawsuit. To be honest, yeah, <laughs> and I'm a, I'm
1: a bit up in the air on that. Can they sue us? Like, who, or could we get sacked? Like, who we get sacked off? Or, I'm not sacking
0: you. <laughs> you're not sacking me.
1: <laughs> like, who? Because c- we're not signed up to anything. Like, you know, journalistic integrity. Could we? Could we get in the shit? Like, is that a possibility?
0: I, I think we possibly could. I know we have consulted l we did consult our legal team over <laughs> a a certain episode, um, and yeah. we were we were advised about a few things. I'm trying to use my words very very carefully here, but no, I mean sometimes people go, oh, can you just I say um and or oh a bit too much there. And we're a bit like, well, it's fine, it's just a natural conversation and people use that when they're thinking about what they want to say and that's fine. But if you want it out, it's fine, that's fine. Um, But that very rarely happens. Uh, So no is the answer to that question, I don't think. Apart from Paddy's episode, which we completely had to put on ice, uh, no, we've been pretty lucky, I'd say, don't you, Griff? Yeah, and you can get precious with it, can't you? Like, I remember... um,
1: no, I, I would be gutted initially if we lost if if someone pulled the episode. But if you didn't exercise that uh, editorial control, sorry, give them the editorial control, then you, it would not be what it was anyway. Like, you, yeah,
0: I you know, uh, no, it's one. You've th- got to get over yourself and, and swallow it. You know, it's the one on. thing I've always felt very strongly from the beginning, haven't I? Because I wanted it to to be such a safe space to talk about anything and everything, that if you... Because I'd seen... And this was the reason why I was doing it, actually, initially. Because I'd seen and read and heard... A, a, a few of very close friends of mine get completely misquoted and fucked over in, in established, respected um, press articles with, with, you know, sometimes great journalists... Um, it's like I wanted to try and give that power back to, to, to people who come on. Um, so that was the thinking behind it. And, it, and it, you know, yes. it's, uh, it's tried and tested and, and it's, you know, it's worked for all these years and, you know, I think we'll obviously carry on doing that. We'll never take it away from people.
1: Yeah, definitely. Okay, we have a question from uh, David C. Lum. Author, not famous yet, is currently writing his next Sorry, crime that's novel. That's not you saying that; that's his words, right? Yeah, this is what he, okay, he's put in his right. email. And reading Peter James' next one is Peter James
0: another novelist. He's, he's yeah, Peter James is a crime novelist, and I think what he's uh, referring to there is I've the the one of the jobs that I've just finished filming in Brighton is. Uh, an adaptation—I uh, can't say—an adaptation of uh, a Peter James novel, which we're um, producing for ITV, and uh, it's all set in Brighton and their little mini films. So I think that's the the connection he's right. talking about.
1: Okay, yeah, he's reading Peter James' the next one, "Find Them Dead." Uh, he asks, "What genre of book
0: do you like and read?" I'll let you go with this one first, Griff.
1: Oh, what have I got on the go at the moment? I'm reading a book on mycology, which is uh, mushrooms, like, you know, so I've, I've got into foraging mushrooms and eating mushrooms that I find, so we've it's kind of good to know we're, which we're, ones won't kill you. Yeah, we've seen your Instagram. Yeah, man, we've been finding some buttes. This you have? Uh, I've got this lunatic mate called Tom who's a mushroom hunter, amongst many other things, insect <laughs> collecting and stuff, so he, he got me into it, but yeah. It's good to have a a reference book that's very definitive on what things are. So, yeah, that's my current bedside table one. I wouldn't say that's indicative of my general taste in literature, but (laughs) that's the one that's open at the moment. That's fascinating, though. Yeah, man, it's good. Um, You know, the government told us we had to forage our food from now on, didn't we? I see, that's what we're going to... At the the beginning of lockdown. That's what we're going to be doing from (laughs) now on.
0: (laughs) And, so that's and me, ho- self-sufficient. And hopefully not die or trip out too much. Well... Too, too much. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but, well, I, I... oh God. Yeah, I love a bookshop. I love a bookshop. I'm going to go over to my bookshelf. What am I currently reading? I'm really enjoying um, The Often by Ben Myers who's a great author, wrote a fantastic book called The Gallows Pole, and he is going to be uh, coming on the podcast um, early next year. Oh, nice. Um, what else? I love Fleischman is in trouble last year. Sorry, I'm just looking at my bookshelf. Um, I've gone back to reading some plays. So I've gone back to some early Harold Pinter um, and been... Rereading some Mark McDonough. Oh, the Heat of the Moment by Sabrina Cohen Hatton. It's called the Life and Life and Death Decision Making from a Firefighter. It's about her journey um, to become a firefighter, and it is claustrophobic and tragic and brilliant and tense. Um, And is another scoop. She will be coming on the podcast to talk to us early next year when we... are yeah, looking forward travel to, to that one. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. She's got a fascinating story. I remember I was walking around Manchester last year when I was filming, and as I always do, sometimes um, I don't listen to Desert Island Discs live when it goes out. I always wait for the podcast. And she was on Desert Island Discs, and I stopped and I sat down in St Anne's Square and just listened to this woman's life, and it was... Up until um, Lem Sisay's Desert Island Disc, this was one of the most moving and touching and inspiring Desert Island Disc ever. And if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to uh, Sabrina Cohen Hatton's Desert Island Disc because it's brilliant. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, what else? Oh, I was going back and rereading some chapters uh, from a cook's tour... Because I was thinking about Anthony Bourdain um, this year when I was rewatching some of his documentaries on Netflix, and um, he would have been a good money. He? He oh have been a my good guest. god, <laughs> he would have just been incredible. What you see? That's what I would. If oh, let's talk about dream guests. I mean, yeah, man, he'd have been amazing. But I, what I would want to have done with him was completely. Changed it up and gone out to some restaurants and pubs and record and eat and drink and do, you know, do something what he does with him. Oh, one of them tours with him. Yeah, yeah that'd oh, just be incredible, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. Th- Go on. Sorry, I interrupted. No, you no, there. no. I no I'm just still. I'm both. just. I'm just. It's funny because um, at the lockdown part one. I found it really hard to to even though I had the t- when I wasn't homeschooling and I was sort of by myself and I didn't have any work to do because the cameras weren't rolling so and there's, there's no scripts coming in I I once had cleaned up you know four times in one morning there was nothing else to do mm. I had the time to sit down and and you know devour a book I just couldn't concentrate. I found it very, very difficult to focus, and yeah. that was the same with um, with music or films. The only form that I could really get on board with uh, was was interviews, was was podcasts, because it was like, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it, it was nice to hear conversation and people talking, and you could just shut everything off of what was going on in the real world. For a minute, especially if they were recorded um, prior to, to the pandemic, because the, you were no one was talking about that, so you didn't have fifteen twenty minutes of people discussing how they were. Um, so that was nice to switch off. Well, um, and books just felt a bit
1: like you were retreating into your own little world, which you'd already spent enough time in in the <laughs> first half of the day.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it was that. It was. I remember one time when I sat down and I. Reread the first three pages of a novel three times, and it was almost like I was slamming my head against a brick wall. I ju- it just wasn't letting me in, or I wasn't letting myself in to the book. And I just went, yeah. "Right, I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm just gonna put that aside for a minute." Um, but thankfully, it'll come back. No, no, no. It ha- thankfully, it has come back. I mean, it just, it was that was just during the first lockdown. Now, um, yeah. Oh, and I just got um, a new Clive James book when I was filming Brighton and I'd forgotten to bring my books. And I love Clive James, so I'm really looking forward to getting involved with that. So, yeah, um, there's not real... David, there's not real sort of any one specific genre that I'm into. I like to dip my toe into, into all sorts. Yeah, man, keep it varied. The wait is over. New episodes of The Walking Dead Season 10 are premiering early February 21st on AMC+. Don't miss the extended 10th season featuring six new episodes, each focused on fan-favorite characters. Prepare for all-new high-stakes showdowns and emotional reckonings by catching up on the latest season before new episodes drop. With season binges, exclusive content, and early access to new episodes, the best Walking Dead experience is only on AMC+. Get lost in the Walking Dead universe today. Available ad-free and on demand. Sign up at amcplus.com. AMC+, only the good stuff.
1: (music) Right, Ross Carswell is after some tips. He is graduating from drama school this year and was wondering if you have any advice for younger actors starting out. It was so interesting to hear you speaking with Nicole Kidman about working with younger actors. What are the pitfalls and do we find the that creative... Inte- Sorry, what are the pitfalls and how do we find that creative integrity while being so new? Um, I think he's
0: just asking for tips yeah, initially. Yeah, I so mean... There's, there's probably two questions in there. I think there's probably... there's Four at least, but that's yeah. fine. Um, one, I'm really sorry that you're graduating, having spent however many years you have, whether it's been two or, or three years. Um, you know, working your socks off, paying a lot of money, probably you know, getting into debt, and now you're coming out into a world where our industry still isn't I mean you know yeah I've I've been fortunate enough to get back but I know a, there's a fair few of my peers who are brilliant established incredibly talented and gifted actors who aren't um, so for graduates now to come out into a world where they're so hungry and they just want to you know, feed and, and and learn and they can't do it because it's the the work isn't there. Um so I really f- I really feel for you, Ross there. Um I'll take wait there. There's a book that I always go back to. Um and it's called True and False, Hearsay and Common Sense for the Actor. By David Mamet. I'm just showing it, Griff here, and it's a very old, um, slightly smelly and tobacco-stained uh, paperback. Because <laughs> when I used to smoke cigarettes, and I've I've given, I've bought and given this to a fair few people over the the years, and it's and it's something I go back to every now and then, and I've even dipped back into it this year. Um, because it's nice to get some perspective. Um, that I, I personally, I think that's a great, a great book, and it's very honest. Um, the pitfalls, my God, we don't have long enough. The pitfalls are, are, are everywhere. Um, I would, I would say, a good thing to do is to sit back and listen. I think as a younger actor, I probably used to be slightly too gobby or opinionated. I mean, I think it's fantastic to have an opinion, and I think you should. Um, but to to sit back and listen and, and observe before going in is is a great tip. I was doing a, uh, a Q&A... For, For Graham Park last week, for a university in Wales, when we were talk, we were discussing about observation uh, and how important it is not to just sort of go in there like a bulldozer with your opinions. Having said that, I think it's really, really important to ask questions about everything. I always ask. I'm still asking questions now, like to cameraman. Go, the cameraman going so right. What does that do? You know, because I'm completely fascinated because it's not my, it's not my world, and I'm still learning now. Twenty years. Um, do you think that answers the question? Did I go completely off road? No, I think you're right. Spot
1: on there, man. I mean, there was the bit about how do you find how do we find that creative integrity while still being so new?
0: How do you find? I don't know if you. How do you find creative integrity? Well. You yourself, you yourself have that integrity. It's there. Um, it's about, you know what it is? It's about trusting you, your gut and your heart. I remember taking a job that shall remain nameless years ago when I was skint. I was really... I didn't have any money and I didn't quite believe in the project and I took it anyway and my gut was saying that I shouldn't do it and I did it and it was a really unhappy time. So obviously I look back and go, "Yeah, I should have just trusted, <laughs> I trusted what, what <laughs> my gut says uh, because it never lets you down. So your integrity is there. It's it's there, we all have it. We all know when we're doing something for the wrong reasons. Look, sometimes we have to do jobs that we don't uh, that that aren't great <laughs> yeah, right, Artist artistically fulfilling. Um but it made me go, well, do you know what? If I ever got into that position again, I would sooner go and you know. Go and work as a KP in a kitchen, or meet people and pull pints behind a bar, because I wouldn't be um, tarnishing my artistic integrity by do- by doing an acting job that I didn't wholeheartedly believe in. I'd be doing something else to earn money. So,
1: yeah, just trust you. Just trust your gut. I suppose. Sounds like sound advice to me. Uh should we move on to the next question? Absolutely. Abby Baldwin says not sure if this is a really generic question. No, it's not. Yeah, maybe it is actually, but it's a good one anyway. Is there a dream guest you would like to have a chat with, either alive or
0: not? That's a question that comes up loads whenever I get interviewed. Um and it changes on a on a daily basis, I suppose. It's, you know, it's a little bit like when people ask you about your, you know, your top three films of all time or your top albums, I mean, it is like that. But this is kind of different because this is something that me and you have created from scratch, and I do all the booking, I get the guests, and oh god, right, Dolly Parton, I think would be <laughs> an absolutely incredible guest. Um. Yeah, she looks a good laugh. I saw uh, a video
1: of her singing in a pub in Ireland the other day. Have you seen that video on YouTube? No. She's like in a proper old Irish boozer, and she starts singing along with one of the uh, the musicians who knows one of her songs. It's sick, man. She's there. Uh, she looks very uh, game for a laugh. Oh, she's so just incredible. She she's nice absolutely
0: again. incredible. Um. Now I. Yeah, I think she would be a great guest. To sit down and and that would be good answer. That would be that would be that would be that could beat our record. What's our longest ever podcast we've done? I think it's Lenny James. Is that th- there's been a couple of two parts, are not there? Yeah. But that was that was we recorded Lenny as as one full episode that we split into two parts. Oh yeah. yeah um yeah. So I think yeah. Dolly would be two or three hours plus I reckon. And that'd be a good one. Is she dead? I'm sorry? Is, is did she you, dead? Did you say, is Dolly Parton dead? No, no, she's not dead. Well, no, I don't no, know. She's not, she no, not? she's not dead, well, No. Give her a call, man. Fuck her up. <laughs> she's, in Do- she's in Dolly World. Dolly She so, you knows she's got a theme, her own theme park. <laughs> Mad as hell. That'd be a good uh, chapter Cr- uh, in the story. Cr- Cr- Chrissy Bottomley would know exactly what it's called. Christine Bottomley, past TSP guest, is it? Mega she- fan. Oh, the- she's the fan. She's the Dolly fan. Um, there's, an, um, there's an incredible chef who I would love on, uh, who I'm a big fan, and I don't get starstruck that much, but I remember when I, I used to live in Gloucestershire and I went to my local pub one time and it was like walking into a private members club in London. There was, like, members of Blur and actors, and I went, oh, my God, I've just moved to the countryside and I've got this. It's fucking exactly not what I want. And I went outside, and I was smoking at the time, I went outside for a cigarette, and somebody asked me for a light, and it was a chef who I'm a huge fan of called Fergus Henderson, and he is the founder of... couple of great restaurants in London called St. John and years ago he was diagnosed with Parkinson's and he had a real tough time and it it meant that he couldn't obviously you know be in the kitchen and I think I'm right in saying I think I really hope I am um, that he had a lobotomy so they drilled into his his head to, to, to relieve the pressure uh you know and he and it it helped enormously nice. like his shakes um ceased and whereas now he's he's not i don't th- believe he's back in the kitchen but he's certainly creating and he's you know his speech is so much better and uh, yeah he's had an incredible life and um yeah he's a really inspiring chef I'd love, I'd love to... would him in. Yeah, I'd love to speak to him. Um, well, there's two. They're pretty good ones. Yeah, bangers, mate.
1: Well, uh, I'll look forward to, to them being on. Give Dolly a shot. <laughs> I will. Leave, leave, leave Dolly with me. <laughs> uh, and she also says, Abby, how have you kept creative
0: during this year or just in general? What inspires you? I haven't. It's been... Re- am. No. I haven't. It's been... Re- for me, it's been really hard. Um, I've right had, off. I've had... I've had l- so much going on, you know. I've been spinning nine plates, and eight of them have been crashing to the floor on a daily basis. <laughs> if I'm honest, what about Got to keep that last one spinning. Oh, the, la- the last one is just about spinning. Um, <laughs> what about you, Griff? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't
1: think I'm a very creative person. Anyway, I just there's more important things than creativity for me, like uh, exercise being the main one. Yeah, going for a run, going doing. Hundred press ups. I think that's uh, that keeps me on the, the straight and narrow during the dark times. Mm-hmm. I play me piano most mornings. That's uh, I never think of that as creative though. That's just like I don't know. I struggle with the word creative. Like I, I always think of myself as someone. Other people think I'm creative because I, I make podcasts for a living, but I always think I'm more like a like a crafts person. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just taking raw ingredients and making them into the thing at the end, but. I did some tie-dyeing, actually. I tie-dyed my entire wardrobe at the beginning of the summer when the sun was out. You went old school? It went terribly. <laughs> Why did it go yeah, terribly? Well, it's, ba- it's back in, mate. If you're not Is it? Tie-dyeing's no. back in,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. All the cool kids are wearing it. Um, <laughs> I've, I've, yeah, I've, it ju- just I've just finished awful, filming in Brighton. Everybody wears tie-dye in Brighton. They do. <laughs> <laughs> and dreadlocks, that's it.
1: Um, no, I've just ruined a load of expensive socks, actually. Uh, it was awful. <laughs>
0: You were tie-dying socks?
1: Yeah, man. Tie-dye, I've just
0: bought some tie-dye socks, actually. I'll send you a picture. You're going to have to send me a photo of this. This is new territory for me.
1: What's next up? Toby Emery says, uh, just wonders what jobs you did to pay the bills and get by prior to and alongside breaking into the entertainment business. Griff, what haven't you done? What? (laughs) I was a cricket scorer at a very early age. I used to get paid 11 quid that's a pound off all of the people off all of the players mm. uh, for an entire Saturday but they did used to buy me buy me bottles of Budweiser at the end of the match so I could get pissed when I was about 13 so hey, that's classic. good crack Yeah. Chorley Market fruit and veg stall can't remember what that was called I did that for a f- couple of years that was terrible teaching
0: terrible job don't do that awful hate kids <laughs> Um, <laughs> Sadly, he, he he does mean it, but he, he doesn't. At the same time, I know, I know for a fact you're a very good uncle. I'm a top uncle, you terrible are. teacher. Um, yeah, altar boy. I don't think I
1: got paid for that. I think I got a McDonald's like once a year for being an altar boy. Glass collector at St Mary's Catholic Club in Chorley That was uh, a <laughs> that was a good way of spending <laughs> a Saturday night. Um. But yeah, I don't think they were really to make ends meet at the time because I was still a kid living at home. But you know, that's that's the kind of jobs that I used
0: to do. Well, when I was when I was at drama school, I my part-time job was uh, being uh, a waiter or a host. I think they call them at Pizza Hut in North London, and I got onto a, a bit of a scam with. With Pizza Hut, and I apologize for this, but needs must when you're That's the sponsorship well, deal out there. When the you're a poor student, it's fine. Look, I mean, look, Pizza Hut, come on. No one eats Pizza Hut, do they? Are they still going? I love a Pizza Hut buffet. No, you man. don't.
1: Of course I do. Oh my. When you bring a fresh one out, you're clamouring for it. <laughs> See?
0: Well, ours was so small, they didn't have a, a, a buffet um, concession. But what I would do, was would, uh, I would mess up some sort of order so they would make the wrong pizza. And what they did with the wrong pizzas, they would leave them on the the top of the oven to sort of to, to, to keep them warm throughout. Um, but no one was buying them because they were the wrong order. So I would do that at least half an hour before restaurant shut down. So then, therefore, I would take them back with me and deliver two or three pizzas to certain students who lived near me who were friends around my streets. And that lasted for a few months until the very kind manager found out that I was pulling this scam and said, you're going to have to stop this, I'm on to
1: you.
0: <laughs> um, and then what I would do would get friends, friends would come in on a Saturday to have their lunch and then I would uh, fix their orders and, Give them free a bit of free food. Students, what we're we supposed to do? Criminal master, we have it. to kind of hustle. So that's what I would do. Um, Big up Pizza Hut. Thanks so much for all the the cut the carb <laughs> love. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ver-
1: Veronica Meacham asks. Well, first of all, she asks both of us how we are in your um, now iconic podcast catchphrase how the devil are you that was never planned no, was it, how it never, the devil are you?
0: never planned i don't know what we just recorded
1: just recorded the intro and that was the one that we took cho- that was the take that we chose yeah. and now it's like
0: yeah you No, know, it's the thing in it i can't i can never say that in real life now you see i can never yeah. go how oh, the devil are you all right i'd never do it now but i do i genuinely do still do ask people you know how they are because i'm so curious and i want to know and it, I think it you know how it came about is because certain people in life skirt over it, they ask it in a completely frivolous way. They don't really ask, yeah. they don't really ask it, they don't really want to know. They go, hey, you all right, oh, yeah. So anyway, what I was doing the other day was, "Oh, whoa, 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 You just, <laughs> you, if you want to ask, ask and I'll tell you. Um, so that's why I do ask it and it never has it been more sort of um, timely as this year Um, so
1: in answer I kind of like that low key northern greeting you know when you see one of your mates or you see someone passing on the street and you're just like right," and your reply is alright it's kind of there's a bit more of a subtext in there you kind of you are both inquiring, but it's a, it's a quiet understanding rather than having to delve deep into how you actually are.
0: Well, that is, um, that is nice. That's sometimes nice even with strangers when yeah, you're walking past. Right, all right. right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I do know what you mean. I think... You know what I mean. I mean, it, for
0: this context, that's why I, I sort of asked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, so in answer to your question, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm doing all right right now today so, to, i'm, I'm to, all right today yeah i'm do, doing yeah. All right. i've had i've <laughs> had a productive day i've had my hair cut i've bought some christmas presents for my little boy and i'm very pleased to be looking at a handsome griff uh, and recording <laughs> this i mean it's yeah it's lovely very nice I'm not feeling very handsome today, mate. I feel like I've been dug up, to be honest. But. <laughs> That's because you've had a tough weekend in London. <laughs> <laughs> well, apart from you feeling that, that, you're OK, that everything's all good. Yeah, I'm reasonable, coping.
1: What's, um, what's her next Thanks part for of asking.
0: The, what's the next part of the question?
1: Veronica says, I don't remember for sure who it was. Clint Boone, I think. It was Clint Boone. Um which she goes on to say, but sometime before the lockdown, a guest was talking about homeschooling his children. It sounded fabulously inspiring. My question is, how did that compare with the reality? That's not something you can really answer, is it, Griff? No, I have no children's homeschool. Um, I could
0: not do it, uh, if if you asked me to. Yeah, I'll be uh, very honest in that I found it... Extremely difficult starting, very uh, very. Uh, my stress levels were up to the max. I would say because you were kind of keen when Clint mentioned it, weren't you? Or at least intrigued. <laughs> well, no, well, I was intrigued. It's not something I would yeah. I would be able to take on. Um, yeah, but I know some. You know, I spoke to some parents and they would go, "Oh, well, I just you know I set the computer up and they've." They've got all their work, and I can just leave them to it. I can't do that with my son at all. I have to kind of be on him, um, in a you know, a gently sort of pushing and prodding and poking and kneading and molding and you know, slight like, you know, guiding him all the time. And he's you know he's nine and a half now, um, and he would this you know he his strengths are very much. Sort of my strengths when I was at school. So language and English, um, history. He loves. He loves his sciences, maths. Yeah, not so much, but you know, yeah, he's very much like me in that respect. Um, but it, 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 it's tough going because I, I remember I was on the. There was one time of homeschooling. I was, I think I did thirteen weeks. Of homeschooling, twelve or thirteen weeks, something like that. Um, yeah, I did end up smashing a plate at one point. He wasn't in the ki- he wasn't in the kitchen. Don't worry. <laughs> see me see well, it, it in rage? Uh, no, I actually dropped it, but, but it was it was it was because I was angry. I just sort of <laughs> again it comes back to the plates crashing and um, all around my feet. Um, <laughs> uh last week revisiting it was easier because i thought by the end of homeschooling lockdown part 1 i was getting better as as a teacher in how i would try to make him understand what what we were trying to do within the lessons but um but yeah my god it's uh, it's it's very very tough um Gee, yeah, uh, in answer to your question, yeah, not great. Don't do it. <laughs> I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. I think Get them packed <laughs> off to boarding school. See you in three months, mate. And I wouldn't go that far, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was uh, tough. Thanks for your uh, question, Veronica. Claire M. Wilson asks, who is your hero? Who is my hero? Do you know I've never been asked that question? Who's your no. Who's
1: your hero? I don't know. I don't think you have them, do you? As, as grown-ups, it's like a bit of a childhood thing, I think, heroes. You just When you grow up a bit, you're just like, well, they're just people, aren't they? I don't know. Who's fan- who's fantastical? Like I, That's why I always think of as heroes. I think I've probably more like deeply associated them with superheroes, I think, so it'd have to be someone outside of the realms of normality for me. Yeah,
0: I I've... I genuinely don't know. I've never... I've never been asked the question and I've never looked upon someone and thought, oh, you're my hero. I I aspire to be everything that that you are or at least, you know, be fit enough to tie your shoelaces. I've I've never thought of that at all. Um, Is that
1: is that what you think of in a hero? Like you want someone you what you want to emulate yourself? Because I I was thinking was like I don't know. I'm trying to
0: someone that I could never be. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm just trying to. um, Yeah, I think that's what that that's how I that's how I see that question. Yeah, but but you know you frame it any any way you want. I'm sure. But um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Eric Cantona for mine. Then he's always been like
1: football is probably the thing that I liked most when I was little that I still like now. I think everything else has been a bit more of a, uh, an ephemeral love affair, I'd say. But like footballers are always they always seem larger than life to me, and I think Eric Cantona is the one that transcended footballerdom into kind of like. An enigmatic mm. global f- phenomenon, you know, and he's still cool to this day. Like, so yeah, I think I'd, I'd probably say him.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't think I can answer that question. I'm really sorry. In in any sort of intelligent manner, so I'm yeah. I'm just gonna leave it. Sorry about that. That's rubbish. <laughs> but 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 uh, but it's a dual... but it's honest. So there we go. It is. Yeah, we'll stick with that.
1: Jules on Twitter says, uh, "I'm always in awe about how the guests open up on the podcast and how it is done without being intrusive." Is there, is there ever been? Has there ever been a point that you have been nervous
0: to take the interview to a certain subject area? Um, I'm constantly nervous uh, about. I'm constantly nervous about starting. A conversation because, you know, I don't know. Loads of times, I've never met these people before. So when we were when we were doing these, you know, in real life as opposed to this sort of dystopian year, um, you meet people, you say hello, you ask them if they what. Cup of tea or a cup of coffee, they want, you hit record and you get down to business. Um, and as I was referencing before with the Nicole Kidman episode, you don't know what people are going through. You don't know what kind of day they've had or if they've been up all night, if their baby's been teething, they haven't had any sleep, they've just had some bad news, but they're still coming in. You just don't know. So you have to handle everything very, very sensitively. That's why you have to read body language. Um, but you still have, you've still got your job to do, which is to, whether it's a job or it's just what you are, um, is, you know, to, I'm, you know, constantly curious and fascinated by people. Um, so you have to carry on with that. Um, I think the one time I really had to pull, not pull back, but to be very to to be sensitive about where she wanted to go with the conversation was with Jill Halfpenny's episode because of what she was discussing, and the, and it was you know, apart from the fact that she said it was quite clear that she'd never discussed this live um, or said these stories these. These facts from her life out loud before. Um, and they were harrowing. Um, and Joe Trasini, as well, mm. Apps, uh, really upset me. And what am I going to do? And I felt very upset during the interview with Joe. So, what am I going to do? Be completely unprofessional and um, burst into tears. During the interview, no, but I don't know if you remember this. I remember it very clearly. Um, and I think I, I was obviously quite tired as well, which obviously brings on the tears. I had to take myself off to the other side of the room with, uh, well, I'm after sure the Gioticini. after Joe yeah, and have a little, I had to turn the taps on and just relieve a little bit of pressure. With myself <laughs> because I could feel the valve, my, the valve just had to, to 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 be opened a little bit because I was going to burst. Um, yeah, that was heavy that one. Man. It was very like heavy. Me. It was very heavy. But um, what would what would somebody else do in that situation? If you show your emotions, it's like that's going to make them sort of clam up. It's like you've got to you have to be um, professional. But that's not yeah. to say once yeah. we stop recording, I can go off into a corner and um, have a little cry because something's upset me. I think that's yeah. that's natural and and, and human. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Those are the two that spring to mind. But I'm sure I'll be I'm sure I'll be missing something.
1: And I think we recorded them pretty close together as well, didn't we? So they seem to be in my mind fairly close, like. In the in the timeline, God, it wouldn't surprise
0: um, me. I mean, there were some times when we were recording three or four in a day, which was fucking madness.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. I've, well, we'll be we'll be cracking the whip and getting back on that. Yeah, soon I'm never great. doing. I'm never doing four <laughs> a day ever again. Do you remember that time? I did. I. I'm sure. I did. Definitely told you that I was. I think we did four in one day. And I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before. I was going. It was very early on in the episodes and I was going back on the train from London and all of a sudden for no apparent reason I just burst into tears because I was still processing all these people's stories that I had sort of swirling around my head. Um, but I, cause I was so new to it, I didn't know how to switch off or process it. Um, but you know, all these things are learning curves, you know? Yeah. Um yeah, Griff, absolutely. I'm concerned about time because we've been, I think we've been going for quite a while. Yeah, we've got two more questions. So Okay.
1: Uh let's do these. Sarah on Twitter who asked about eight. We're giving it a two.
0: I think two out of eight is pretty decent oh, return. Sarah, um, thank you so much for your questions. And you know what, if we do another one of these, um we'll 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 get back to your questions there. But she's a big supporter, Sarah, she's a good one. Um, she asks, what is the
1: first thing you will do the moment the world is safe again? Grifter. Get out Lash. Club crawl, (laughs) defo.
0: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing my friends and um, sitting down in a pub would be very, very nice. Um,
1: Not having to second guess and like, be wary about just normal things like walking around outside. It'll be lovely when we don't have to think about that ever again. Yeah,
0: that'll be nice. And also, hugging. Look. Yeah. God, look. <laughs> Love, love. You're a bigger
1: hugger than me, man. But
0: yeah, I know. I've got, yeah, I've, over the years, I've got you into it. I've got I'm you a reluctant into it, hugger. You are a reluctant hugger, but there's something, yeah, I, I, I crave that. And my son's a big hugger as well. Yeah, man. He, um, yeah, he uh, showered me with yeah, hugs he when, he, when he met me. <laughs> yeah, that time. he did, I mean, didn't he? Like, I've only met you <laughs> once, man. Come, like, come <laughs> here, he says. Bring it in. Um, so yeah, a hug would be very, very nice. And um, yeah, I want to cook for people. I want people to come round. And I, want, I was supposed to be, I'd planned to have some friends round this coming Friday, um, and I was going to cook for them. So now I'm. Obviously, not having them round because we're not allowed. But I'm still going to cook, and I'm just going to um, buy some nice top—not tupper- nice. I'm just going to buy some Aldi Tupperware boxes, and I'm going to deliver. <laughs> I'm going to deliver the food to the house and um, on, oh, the, nice on the on the doorstep because I really miss cooking for people. So yeah, yeah. that they're, they're all on my list. Uh,
1: and the second question is: glass half empty or half full? Wow.
0: I, nine times out of ten over the years, I would say I am a a glass half-full person, pretty much. This year, for very many reasons, I've been a half-empty man (laughs) in all sorts of ways. Um, But no, uh, I'm getting back to being... Um, half full What about you? I think I'm a full-time Half empty I'm
1: just a terrible Pessimist <laughs> Full-time miserablest. <laughs> I, I, I don't see that And you. you make me laugh A lot I, Well I don't think It's to do with I think some of the Funniest people People are uh, Half empties um, It's good to be cynical Isn't it?
0: Yeah I used to be I used, <laughs> I used to be Much more cynical Than, than what I, I've, I am I think I'm, I think I probably Act I think I probably Say half empty But act half full I think that was me. Thank you, Sarah, for those questions. Um, sorry, we couldn't get round to all of them, and uh, one of them got mad deep, didn't it? That, that I think it was question
1: number six that she asked was like super, like oh god, it was incredible. Yeah, it? it was
0: very. Uh, but see, it's questions like that that would take a that would take a good chunk of a half an hour to answer because we could really get into it. So maybe if. People like this. People People might not like it, Griff. They might think we're just sort of rambling off and going off road loads. Um, <laughs> but for me, I've really enjoyed this. It's been great. Um, we'll get to those questions next time because the, the, that was a, 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 a very intelligent question that she asked and she, des- was, and she deserves a full um, mm-hmm. and intelligent answer. She does. So we'll finish off with Jessica Pell. She says...
1: Can you please tell us which actor Martin Compton was talking about, who he saw talking to himself in the bathroom mirror? Or at least tell us it wasn't Christopher Eccleston. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it wasn't Christopher Eccleston. It was, the, <laughs> was the implication that the actor who was talking to himself was a bit of a wanker? Like a bit of a self-involved, I can't quite remember the. No, the
0: line. I, I I can, and I'm not even going there. Uh, and I think we need to end this podcast knowing uh, there's some sort of you know we have to have some sort of mysteries during these episodes, and that will remain a mystery. Um, yeah, you will have left it out for a reason, wouldn't it? Well, exactly. Can't go dropping names? Like no, exactly. <laughs> no, only if they really deserve it. <laughs> um, but that's probably a whole other podcast. Um, Well, look, um, thanks so much for all the questions. Sorry we couldn't get through all of them. I hope you've enjoyed it. We're going to get back to recording. I've got two brilliant episodes to record this week and another one next week. And we're going to try and get a load in the bank. So over Christmas and New Year not that you need to escape from your families because you're not going to see them, um, but if you wanted to sort of retreat to your bedroom or the spare room or go off on a walk, um, we will be accompanying you with um, hopefully some uh, funny and fascinating conversations. That's the plan, eh, hey, Griff?
1: Yeah, looking forward to it. So you're recording some more this week? Though? Yeah,
0: I've got one booked with a comedy legend on Wednesday... And another one booked with a brilliant actor on Friday. And one booked the following week with a megastar from Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. Exciting. Yes. Yeah, that'll keep us ticking over, won't it? I reckon so, mate, yeah. Can't wait to get to Doom in the Flesh again, though, mate. Mate, it's been far too long uh, we're gonna do. We're gonna end this now the way we normally end it, but we're gonna do it together. So, um, look until next week. Thank you so much for listening and supporting. This has been the Two Shot Podcast. I've been Craig Parkinson. This is too much like a routine. <laughs> man. I can't do this. He's been producer like Griff. A- this is act. This is acting. I'm not, I'm, I didn't sign up for this. It's what, I've been producer. Griff. Oh god. Oh, we'll 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 edit that. We'll sort that out. Um, nice one. We'll see you soon. Do you normally say something else, don't you? Do I? I'm Craig Parkinson. He's been producer, He's Griff, been producer Griff. and this has been the Two Shot Podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, okay, there enough. we go.
0: We'll sort it. <laughs> recommends. More
1: podcasts, more episodes, more great shows. Keep listening to hear a show we recommend. This is Sarah. And this is Beth. And we are Pansu Politics, a podcast about the news, politics, and our democracy. We come together every week to process the news and try to separate our emotional reactions to the headlines from the values that inform our lives. Paying attention to the news matters, whether you ever run for office or not. Being engaged in our communities and world matters to all of us. So on each episode of Pantsuit Politics, we're asking how can we be better citizens? And we think it begins with understanding our own perspectives and the perspectives of others with clarity and respect. It begins with what we call grace-filled political conversations. And we hope you'll join us.
2: A Cash Pack recommends.